0: This is Managing Mayhem, brought to you by two lawyers and a layman.
1: Because good intentions are not a legal defense.
2: Wait, I'm I'm sorry, they're not?
0: Okay, well, let's get going then. Hi, and welcome to Managing Mayhem, a workplace podcast released every two weeks for your office mayhem. Each episode, we cover a new topic for HR managers and employees to navigate the daily workplace
2: mayhem. Woo! I'm Jeff I'm Patty and I'm Jack and um, they those, those two are lawyers and I, I'm not I'm not that. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm here anyway. (laughs) You're on your way to becoming a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like after another year of this, I might be willing to apply (laughs) to a law program.
1: Well, the two lawyers and a layman today are going to talk about no call, no shows. We're going to discuss why it's a big workplace issue, how to prevent it, and what you should do when it happens.
2: So I am guessing that a no call, no show is where they don't show up to work and they did not call. You got it. Law school, here I come. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right. It's a massive nightmare for managers. And we want to be clear. It's not just being tardy. It's for employees who don't turn up for their scheduled shift. And they don't let you know. They don't call at all. They just don't call, don't show. Right. They're not just late. You don't call. You don't show. What do you
2: do? You don't, Ungr- Right. Ungrateful <laughs> child.
1: <laughs> to most employers, this is really a lot different. I mean, tardy's that's a headache. But this is an MIA, missing right. in action. That puts him in a completely different bind. Right. Over half of companies actually say this is one of their top three issues with hourly workers and I looked at some stats from Sherm and it says that on average can lead to a 36% drop in productivity. These unscheduled no-shows, really a big hit for companies. Whoa, yeah. damn. Okay, so what does
2: that actually mean?
0: Well, essentially, when someone's not there, you have coworkers covering for that absent employee. They're not fully focused on their job. They're doing the other person's job or it's a domino effect if that person has a critical function in the operations. They're the opener. And so, it hits productivity of the staff and then you're scrambling trying to get someone in there we
1: need someone down here now <laughs> I don't think of every time you're like you're waiting for the repair person to come to your home and they're like sorry jimmy didn't show up today we don't know where jimmy is right now <laughs> right. and as a customer we don't care we just want jimmy here to fix the leak or the flooded basement
0: it's that frantic call when you're at the supermarket and there's like one line that is to the back of the store and the person's up there like, we need backup at the front of the store.
2: Literally anyone, come help me now. Stat.
0: Now, now, register to now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, no doubt that the that, that person who has to come in and cover for the no-caller, no-shower is going to be pissed.
1: And not only they're going to be pissed, the person if they can't find coverage that has had to stay over from their shift an extra hour or two mm. while we're waiting to right. locate Jimmy is going to be really hot. Because they have plans and they've already worked eight to ten hours on right. their shift. There's, there's
0: going to be some team resentment when you're like, <laughs> Jimmy... They didn't show up, and then I had to do his job and my job.
1: I mean, face it, we do all these trainings on employee engagement. This is how you torpedo it in five minutes mm. when you have someone ghosting and not showing up. And I also think things can grind to a halt if they were the opener of that location. Yeah, the donut shop does not open if that person doesn't show up.
2: So, what do you do at work to reduce ghosting and the no shows?
0: Well, it all starts with the policy. Your company should have a policy that actually defines what a no call, no show is and the consequences of what happens when Jimmy does it, right?
2: Hmm.
1: I know it sounds pretty obvious, but a lot of people don't understand what a no-call, no-show is. So if you clearly define those expectations, then you actually can decrease, you're not going to eliminate all no-call, no-shows, but you might decrease miscommunications when they're like, I didn't know, I didn't get it. Hmm. Um, A few things that I would address in the policy is what do you as a company, there's no legal requirement or legal definition, but what do you consider a no-show? Is that they're not at their shift when it starts? two hours and you haven't heard from them. You haven't mm. heard from them the entire day. And what is a valid excuse that you would allow for a no-call, no-show accident, death and family, a sudden illness? What extenuating circumstance? Right. Those are the starters.
0: And then you got to look at who do they have to call? How do they have to call? Is it a call? Is it a text? Does it have to be an email? What's mm. that proper protocol? And then identify the consequences. Is a one no call, no show? Can it trigger progressive discipline? Is it termination? Hmm. If they've been gone for three days, have they resigned, right? I mean, those are all things that you should have in your policy. You should have a legal look at your policy, which Patty and I will do. But those are all things that you would need to have in that.
2: So it sounds like that's up to the company to decide what each part of the no call, no show is. So as long as it's set. yes. If it was my company, I would use the Boise High rules for being absent, which is if you're later than 20 minutes, that's a no-show. Might as well not go. I like it. And that was always great because then if you were 19 minutes late, you missed a good chunk of class and you got the rest. But then if you were 20 minutes late, you didn't have to go to that class.
0: No, but then you burned an absence if you're 20 minutes late. You're like, well, okay, I'm not going to go. But then you burned one of your nine absences.
2: But then you walk over to Fancy Freeze. (laughs)
1: right and then you
2: violate the honor code yeah honestly which i didn't know there was one
1: (laughs) that's actually pretty creative Uh,
2: uh, and then i think that do i would have texting and phone calls be the way to get in touch with me i think emails would be crazy or like a a, like a office messenger that just seems weird to use
1: you know Aside from having a policy, you know, there's other strategies that we have found with a lot of the modern technology that seem to be helping a little bit. One of those is processing their schedules. And Jeff, I know you've helped some clients with that. What have you seen in that regard? I
0: mean... A lot of no call, no shows are actually just accidental. Like they got their shift schedule the night before and they didn't realize that they were scheduled in the morning or the afternoon or they got confused. And so that's quite common where they just didn't know. And so to get ahead of that, you want to make sure you're sending out that schedule ahead of time, giving employees enough notice to make those preparations so that they know when they're scheduled and if they get
2: questions. And that's a way for the company to understand that people have lives, they have family, (laughs) they have things going on to say that we understand that you may not be looking at this every night at 10pm when we're sending it out and when you're scheduling your kids dentist appointment. So a little foresight, even in those complicated industries would be helpful.
1: I I agree. I mean, I was an admitting clerk at a hospital back when I was in college. And literally, I think the manager was so far behind, they would make all these changes to the schedule and they didn't Mm. even check our availability. So that would be another tip. If you're going to really change someone's regular schedule, you might want to get some input from them as to their actual availability before you just send out that schedule at midnight on Sunday that they're working at 7am on Monday. Do I sound still angry as the admitting clerk? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't
0: on the schedule. But there are actually a lot of companies are using their timekeeping apps or other, other applications to send automated reminders and notifications when they have a shift mm-hmm. or a schedule that's coming up just to remind them, hey, tomorrow you're coming in at noon or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it mm-hmm. can be an hour beforehand. I think you can set it to, to the frequency in which you want to remind them, but that's out there as well. And I know companies have had great success on reminding, especially if you do have a lot of varying shifts and it's not just eight to five Monday through Friday, then that would be really helpful.
1: I saw one app that actually had you click to confirm that you know this is your shift and that you're mm-hmm. confirming and acknowledging that. So, they, um, I
2: worked at a restaurant and we had those apps, and they really did help when your schedule was constantly changing. Also, right. getting people's availability at the onboarding of them could be helpful. When you're hiring people, what are your normal days of availability? You know, yes. something <laughs> like that. So, at least you asked at the beginning.
1: Exactly. You know, I went to the dentist yesterday, and it cracked me up. Like, they obviously, people, they realize people don't absolutely love going and getting right. dental work. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. you get a reminder the month before, the week before, yes. the day before, the morning before. When I'm driving <laughs> there, you're driving, right? You promise you're coming? <laughs> they
0: text you on your birthday. They'll be like, happy birthday. Also, you need to get your teeth cleaned on this day.
2: <laughs> yeah. My dentist's office texted me at, you up, at 12 <laughs> You up, you flossam? You know, I do
1: think there's something about, hmm. Do we have to have this many reminders to an employee? But I do right. think the goal here is to cut down on the no call, no shows because it does hurt productivity and morale. So, I mean, I, I, I like it.
0: And these applications are pretty easy to use, to find, and to deploy. Hmm. They're not real jets and stuff. So. If the dentist office can do it, then I'm sure you can too. I think we all can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another suggestion is that these companies have policies, and they've never actually educated their staff on the policy. They've not had them sign a handbook acknowledgement. They've not reviewed it in a monthly meeting, you know, right. or a team meeting. And so, you know, remind people what the policy and the procedure is.
0: Let's be real. Everyone reads the policy or the handbook. They everyone skims the policy in the handbook when they get when they get hired and then they sign it and then they've never looked at it ever again that's good i'm giving people the benefit of the doubt all right that's very
2: nice but also yeah. if they're just putting in the policy and then not saying anything it's just like they're just trying to cover their own right right, right. jack
1: you also had a suggestion and that was having like a backup on call list for when people do flake out
2: yes sometimes you would just be scheduled for an on-call shift which was, I mean, not the best because you don't know if you're going to be working or whatever. But at least you know you have the potential to be working that day. Um, okay, so at this point you have a policy. You have all these apps and Jimmy still is not at work. He hasn't called. He hasn't texted. And let's say it's like middle of the day. Should the manager call them ever or should they not call them? Is, there, is that a thing?
1: To me, it depends on if the position is critical. Um, If everything's going to come to a grinding halt, I'm going to have to call and say, where are you? I need to get a replacement. Or the time that I can think about is I'm really worried because this person hasn't missed a day in 15 years. Mm. And my worry alert is on. Like, this is really out of the norm.
0: We've been watching too much true crime.
1: (laughs) and (laughs)
2: Truly.
0: Well, I will give it to all those managers in true crime episodes where they call the employee or drive by the person's house. They're like, this is our star employee <laughs> and they aren't picking up the phone and they haven't missed a day.
1: Jeff, I used to be like, I'm not calling. I would not call. And now, you know, when we go on these long bike rides, my husband's listening to this like inspirational Hans Zimmer scores. And I listen to Dateline Murder podcast no. and I now have changed. <laughs> I think we need to call people. I get and now worried. you don't. Sleep at night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I
2: know I get those texts
0: at one AM. Are you home? <laughs> if if you're going the call route, bring in HR and then the HR could potentially call emergency contacts, um hmm. if they need to. If mm-hmm. it's that severe. Right.
1: Now, don't just call the people you like, not call the people that you want to fire. You want to have consistency there. Or if you have 60 people on a call floor, you may just not have time. You may not even know they're missing. And so there's no legal obligation to call them. But just because you do reach out doesn't mean they haven't violated your no call, no show. And you still are going to have to follow your policy and look through to see if it was an extenuating circumstance or what discipline. Mm. I do get people saying, well, I don't want to call because then it's not a no call, no show. No, it's still... A no-call, no-show, if they haven't reached out to you.
2: You called.
1: Yes, you called. You (laughs) showed. We had to (laughs) call
2: you. (laughs) There's still no-calling and (laughs) no-showing.
1: I'm sorry that uh, you guys have to deal with no-call, no-shows, but hopefully some strategies will help you get this a little more under control.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: All right, so we have a couple upcoming events we want to let you guys know about. This Thursday, August 10th, we're doing a webinar on ChatGPT in the office. The Good, the Bad, the Illegal, that's going to be a great webinar on all things ChatGPT, how it's affecting HR, procedures, policies, and so join us for that if you can. If you can't make it, you can always purchase the recording. And we also have our Essentials of Management training September 19th and 20th. We have a couple spots left, so join us for that as well. We'd love to have you. You can register at managementnorthwest.com.
2: And this recording has been completely AI.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is now AI. I'm scared. <laughs>
0: well, thanks for joining us. Today's Sherm activity code is 24T2JGT. Once again, it is 24T2JGT.
2: Mm -hmm. and remember to like subscribe and follow and if you have any questions or no call no show horror stories email us at admin at mnwlegal.com we love 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 to get those
1: okay guys i'm gonna go get on my bike and listen to more murder stories
2: (laughs) can't wait to get the text (laughs) have a good one Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.